everyone. Episode 26, Finding Your Place Today. I got the founder of the Floyd Beacon, Colleen Gale, in the studio with us today. Uh, we're just going to kind of discuss who she is and motivation behind her paper and our relationship. And um, I'm really excited to talk to you today. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just forget about the cameras. Forget about the mic in your face. Forget about the headphones on your ears. And I just want to, I just want to get to know you. I just want to get to I'm know you. I'm just going to pretend I play ESO with my grandkids. Right. <laughs> so let, let's just dive into who you are and tell us a little bit about you. And then we'll get into the Floyd Beacon and the motivation behind that and what you've been able to accomplish and then how we connected. That's where, that's the flow of the conversation is let's, let's just start with who you are. Wow. I'm a lot of things that most of us are. I'm, I'm a, uh, a, a independent woman with a voice that she likes to use. I like to write. I'm a mom and a grandma. I have seven grandchildren and two great grandchildren and I'm 72 years old and proud of it. I'm very active yeah. Uh, I, you're never going to quiet me down until the day I don't breathe anymore. Heck yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I believe that people have a voice and they need to use it. And the fact that we don't use it is how we get into some pretty sticky situations in our social and economical and political community life. You know, if we're not speaking, who's hearing the people's voice? Right. You know, who is speaking if we're not speaking? That's was true. my question which is kind of like how we started the newspaper. Right. How long have you been in Floyd? Like, tell me about, you know, growing up and like, are, oh, you, a wow. tra- are you a transplant? Are you from originally from around here? Tell me about that story. Uh, long story short, because it is a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was born in New Orleans, mm-hmm. didn't stay there long, uh, raised outside of Detroit in the suburbs of Detroit. I went to Berkeley High School, Royal Oak area. Um my sisters and family, you know, my, my immediate family from personal family still live there. Um, I, uh, I was a Navy wife. I was in the Navy. Gotcha. Um, I traveled a lot in the Navy to a lot of, you know, I've lived in Japan for a number of years. Wow. Uh, I'm a Vietnam veteran. Uh, I'm a cultural anthropologist, and I have a degree in American history, in history, in American history wow. from the University of Missouri. I didn't do that. To, I went to college with my kids. When, you know, when my kids started going to college, I started going, I went back to college. Too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and I did it really well. For somebody who wasn't a good high school student, I right. graduated uh, summa cum laude uh, with, a, I think, a 3.9 average or something. And the oh. only thing I did different than the kids did was I paid attention and followed the directions. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no party and no socializing. Which is what I didn't do at high right, school. Right. Right. Uh, um, uh, I believe in being a lifelong learner. I believe that the only thing that stops us is the fact that we believe we need to stop. Yeah. And I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, so I... I uh, I don't know. I'm married to a gentleman who works for uh, the government as a uh, as a contractor. Uh, we live in Floyd, but I used to live in Blacksburg. Gotcha. We moved here from St. Louis area. Uh, I lived on the the uh, St. Louis side, the Missouri side. He lived on the Illinois side. We met in an Irish pub. Got married in an Irish pub. Nice. Uh, had a big Irish, you know. Um, we. Uh, 
how, how do I want to say it? we're we're not rural people. We moved to Floyd not because we wanted to raise animals, but because I'm I'm my husband doesn't he lo- he likes trees. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't many trees in Blacksburg. Right. We live down here. I believe the road is called Lucas uh-huh. uh, up by Abby's yeah. restaurant. Yeah. We lived down there a year. We rented a really nice house for some nice people. But everybody kept telling us you and Michael belong in Floyd. So uh, we had uh, a gentleman from Old Virginia Realtor, Realty, Robert Cup. He passed yep. away not yep. too long ago. Uh, showed us some houses uh, and found one we really liked. And Roger was a, a early mentor of mine. I oh, actually did nice one of man. my one of my first transactions with him prior to me being in the real estate business. I considered Old Virginia Real Estate as I was getting licensed. Um, you know, cause he had shown me some things and was interested in me and things like that. We ultimately didn't work together, but great guy enjoyed that guy, like learned from him and did transactions with him. Very nice guy. Oh, he was so patient with us, but yeah. we didn't know anything. I mean, you know, we, uh, my husband was working at Scott, you know, in, in the St. Louis area, <clears throat> excuse my allergies. Yeah, no problem. Um, and overnight they changed contracts <clears throat> and we had to move to Virginia. Two weeks. Wow. So we just read, we, we, we packed up everything, you know, uh, and put it in a, in a truck and moved to uh, to Blacksburg, which was, you know, we didn't know where to move. Yeah. And we spent a year, and it isn't that we didn't like Blacksburg. It's that we missed trees. Gotcha. We, my husband wanted trees. So we, we moved <laughs> to Floyd. And we, we fit in pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well in Floyd. It's awesome. a nice town. I love the, I love the stories that include coming here and then settling down and making a life here. So like, you know, like yeah, that's, I love those stories. My family, I actually have roots in this area, but yeah. they go back to, to the 1700s. Yeah. My uh, family's name is Skaggs and this, and the Skaggs uh, men were long hunters. The gentleman that went with Harmon and Boone and opened up the Cumberland Gap, you know, going west, yeah. and uh, fought at Kings Mountain, and uh, but there's no real record of them, or not very much record of them right here because they went with Boone to Ohio and Kentucky and Missouri, and they stayed there. Yeah. So when I moved back here, I, I do anthropology, right? I started working for my grandchildren and my children on our own genealogy, yeah. and I found. I, I, I found that we were from right here, from Botetourt and Fincastle and Montgomery County. And at that, that time, Montgomery County was everything. I mean, yeah. it's huge. But yeah. uh, so I kind of feel like I'm connected, especially when I found a roadside, you know, one of those historical roadsides, and it had my family name on it. I was, I, I, I was, I was pleased. Nice. <laughs> I was pleased. This was home. That's awesome. I this love those home. stories. So let's talk about the Floyd Beacon. Um, tell me about the motivation. Tell me, tell me, like, you know, what inspired you to do this? It had to be, it had to be something like really passionate to get into this form of medium and want to try to put this out here locally in the, in the, I guess it's the sludge of the media today. Um, so just tell me about that. I've always liked why people are motivated to move. Yeah, uh, I studied immigration, or immigration as is might be a better word for it. Uh, large movements of population and what what spurred those, and why people would, for a political cause or a, a something they believe strongly in, make the sacrifices that they made to come across an ocean or 
explore a new country or there are a lot of examples of that. Uh, I like to write and I like to write what people, I, I like to do oral history. I, I, I do, I studied oral history. I did my internship in oral history. So I like to talk to people. Well, I also am a election official for Floyd and I was working one of the polls and these people, and it was back a couple of years ago when they were doing one of those special elections and uh, they moved the date and they people didn't know. Everybody was coming into the poll saying, why are we having this election? Who are we voting for? What are we, why are we here? And I'm thinking, well, how did you get the word? Well, my friend told me or somebody called me, knew I would be interested in wanting to vote for this issue, right? And I said, well, didn't I just inadvertently said, didn't you look in the newspaper? And well, the Floyd Press doesn't print that kind of stuff at that time. Uh, I don't for sure know if they do now. Uh, and and people were saying, well, we don't we don't want to buy the paper. We don't like the paper anymore. The paper is not the hundred year old community paper our community had enjoyed, and and when it, once it changed hands, yeah, and. So that was bought by a big media by, I believe it was Lee Enterprises, yeah. who sold it to in the Berkshire Hathaway. You know, that whole yeah. nonsense that got all the media is being bought up, all the local media. Yeah. And then being plugged into a, a local regional newsroom. And then all the, room co- all the news comes back yep. to the community with just a few names. And, and, and the brand that they're familiar with. But it's not really local right. and, and they and, love their original owners and yeah. editors, and, and they, they pine for them. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And uh, so I, call, I, I was angry. I said, these people don't have any information. They don't have a voice. And I'm all about words, and I believe words take on a life of meaning of their own. Because once you express them, you can't take them back. What you, you know, say matters, what you, how you... And you don't know how they're going to affect someone yeah, else. Yeah. And so they need to be good words, and they need to be true words. Yeah. And so I called my friend on a whim, this woman I had met uh, at another meeting, and I, we kind of got along really well. And she like, she's the same kind of personality. And I called, I said, I said, Amy, I said, you want to start a newspaper? And I was kind of being facetious, you know, and I was thinking we were going to have a two-page broadsheet to give the calendar, give the election dates, maybe the school lunch, right. a few kind of things like that, the church, the church calendar. Uh and she said, sure. She says, you know, it's kind of been in my head to do something like that anyway. So I said, okay. So we started exploring it, thinking, okay, where are we going to get paper? What are we really need? And you had it? no background in this stuff? No. Amy has a degree from Radford University in marketing. Gotcha. Uh, and I have a history degree and, and uh, a writing. I have uh, many, many, many hours of writing in from the University of Missouri in their honors college. Um so we just started doing some, and the, and it kind of grew. People found out that I was conservative and I was going to print some conservative news because what was lacking was any kind of conservative news at all yeah. in the area. So what we thought would be this two-page, maybe four-page little broadsheet kind of thing, you fold up and pick at the grocery store, right. turned into six weeks later, 12 pages, 500 copies, full color, bright white, and everybody loved it. We named it the Floyd Beacon because we decided that we just wanted to shine a light on what was going on in our community. Perfect name. 
Perfect. Uh, you know, let's shine a light on, on what the government is doing, our local government, what people are doing. Let's give the people a voice to say and express themselves if they want to. Yeah. Uh, we don't always get people at first who, who wanted to write. At first, you know, the people who wanted to write were the people who wanted to start a militia and what, you know, and, and I went with that. Yeah. Our first issue was Amanda Chase when she came to Floyd in front right. of the courthouse with the big flag. Um, and from there, we just we just stayed kind of a conservative paper. And, and there are a lot of people who don't like me because of that. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people, more people who like me than don't. In the I would, I would rather than make a decision about me than be indifferent. I want to, I want to be, I kind of want to be the polarizing option. I want to be either they really love me because they've gone deep with me and we're like-minded or they don't care for me and they've made a decision that they don't want to associate with me. I'd rather that than, than nobody know who right. I am. Right. What was know? really happening in Floyd Scott was there's in the center of town, it, it has like a different mindset. It's, mm. it's a much more liberal mindset. Mm. And, and most of the people in Floyd County are not liberal. I mean, yeah. the voting polls the last election showed you that, Right. you know, uh, Floyd is important. It's so around the, the, the around the stoplight is liberal, but as you go further away from the stoplight, right? <laughs> and well, in the Floyd town area, okay, right. and there probably maybe approximately I don't know for sure five hundred people who live in the town of Floyd, right. right? The rest of the county, it's it's a rural county. Their their interests are going to be more conservative. Right. They're going to be more. Uh, uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what it isn't godly is not quite the right word maybe con Christian conservative might be yeah. uh they're they're not part of the uh living on Floyd time uh uh everything is paid for by a grant uh yeah you know it, it, it's a they have a different culture gotcha and like I'm it's not, more of a it's pull your boot you know put pull your boots up lay some tight and get the work right tight right yeah. right and you know and you know, if you read my paper, you'll discover that I am very conservative and I'm very patriotic, yeah. and I am very much a constitutionalist. And I and those are the people who buy my paper, yeah. who want to read my paper, who mail their my paper across the country to their families. Wow! Uh, and we've started up a website, um, and it, it's just getting off the ground. Yeah. Uh, you, how it, how old is this thing? How it I, started September first. 2020. Okay. It was conceived in the end of June 2020. So in, so in the, the middle of the pandemic. So from, well, the pandemic was just getting started. Yeah. yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Um, so from the middle of June to the 1st of September, we figured out how to create that paper from, wow. we had no idea wow. how to create that paper. Awesome. And what was entitled. And I have had the help of a really good layout person, Suzanne Siegel in Florida, uh, a lady named Stacy Harefield, uh, who is no longer working with the paper because she she's doing other things. Yeah. Uh, my friend Amy, who just doesn't want to be in the spotlight at all. Uh, my husband, uh, the GOP, yeah. uh, Floyd Concerned Citizens. All these people have been so supportive, supportive yeah. of me. I honestly feel like, you know, this could, this could be what's driving your purpose too. Like you got to find significant things to do in your life. And I feel like this is, this could be very significant to the community, which is a legacy of what you will pass on for, 
you know, however long this thing runs. I so, will print the paper as long as I'm able to print the paper. Yeah. Financially and, and yeah. physically I am, you know, I, I'm not. It, let's talk about that. What does it take to, to produce this thing? What does it take like, to make this whole thing happen? Um, production wise or cost wise, both production wise, it's done on my computer in my dining room. We were going to open an office (laughs) and I couldn't get the owner of the building to give me a lease. I needed to create a sign and make some changes. I didn't want to put that investment in. So we, we decided to back away from an office. We we, had it for three months. We used it as the GOP headquarters to store signs, uh, and do some of the work for the paper there. Uh, I brought it back home. It's made on my computer in my dining room. Uh, Hilarious. That's that's awesome. People email me things in. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's a, everybody who writes for that paper is passionate. Yeah. I have a man who has been a CEO of three international corporations. He was, he's a, a survivor of PTSD from the Vietnam War. He's a pastor. He uh, is a, a highly educated speaker and writer. His name's Lee Houston, who yeah. writes for the paper. I have William Payne, who writes for the paper, who used to work for Southwest Virginia uh, Times and uh, Lee Enterprise, uh, who I believe he's a little too conservative for those people. Right. Uh, I have a lady who is a mathematician, a world-class chess player, a poker gambler. Nice. I, I, mean, I like her. <laughs> I like to play poker. That's Debbie, uh, yeah. Debbie Johnson, who writes for our understanding. But the paper, uh, people send me things in. Uh, I do not chase ambulances. I will not, you know, I, I, people said to me, there was a person mer- mer- shot by the cops in Willis. Why didn't you run that story? All I did was put in on the Facebook page, out of respect for the family, I'm not going to run this story. This is not news. That's tragedy to yeah, me. Yeah. And uh, it isn't that I only want to print upbeat things. It's that I don't want to glorify what is so fundamentally wrong with our society. Yeah. You know, this was a, a, a man who had mental health issues, and it just got out of control. Yeah. Um, that isn't something to, to print in the paper for sure. me. I want to print, uh, like when the sheriff, he called me and said, Kelly, I got a story for you. And I didn't print so much what he was or who he was arresting and the drugs. I printed that the two counties uh, uh, worked together. The sheriff was doing good things for the co- community uh, with his department and that they were really after, you know, drugs and I, I didn't want to print what the crime was. I wanted to print what the what the sheriff was doing. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that perspective of the story a lot better. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot going on in Floyd, so sometimes like the front page becomes you know what's going on on Claytor Lake right. in the wintertime. Uh, but I, I try to keep the front page about Floyd. Yeah, I send the paper. I collect all the files. I put them in folders, and I. Actually, my husband does. I'm not good at computers. He sends them to the layout person who's in Florida. Wow. And she creates the look of the paper, and then she sends the files to the printer who's in Virginia, uh, prints them, and then he delivers the papers to me. And uh, my husband and I deliver the papers uh, because a young college gentleman who was doing it for us uh, graduated from high school, and now he's going to college, and right. he's, he's away. Um, the paper's not hard 
to put together. If I had a few more people to write for it and to work for the paper locally, and I'm always advertising for them, yeah. uh, it would be a little easier for me. So you need writers, you need journalists that are ready. Well, people to contribute. Yeah. I, I will help you edit it. You don't have to be a professional writer. Right. Uh, if I do some heavy editing, I will send it back to you before I print it. Right. You know, if I'm correcting grammar, well, that's a little bit <laughs> I'm sure you had to do that when I, when I sent you mine. You know, the, the thing I sent you about the, um, you know, the Blacksburg shooting that at Friday night. Yeah. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I gave that to William, to William Payne, because I'm not a reporter. William is a, a reporter who has years and years of experience, mm-hmm. who knows how to get to a story. I know how to write it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to follow it up. He did the PJ Robinson to uh, the two stories, the two issues, the last the two issues before this. Uh-huh. And he went and he interviewed him and he talked to his wife and he got his perspective of what happened. And the paper didn't advocate that that the man made smart decisions. He didn't make smart decisions. When you're told not to have guns and you, you've got a problem like you're in trouble with the law, yeah. maybe you ought to listen to that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, the man is not a terrorist. You know, he, he's a decorated cop yeah. and uh, for a police officer. That's a better way to say that. Yeah. And uh, a a veteran of our military he's not he's not someone who needs to be in solitary confinement 23 hours a day because our government needs a scapegoat yeah for that uh for for what's going on for to be able to call it terrorism because it wasn't terrorism right but that's my opinion yeah I um, like it. the cost of the paper the cost i started the paper with 140 dollars <laughs> and uh my my husband's goodwill <laughs> <laughs> and it's expensive. It is. And, you know, we were free initially. Then we had to start charging a dollar and a quarter for it. Uh, that doesn't pay for that. That doesn't pay for that issue. That, yeah. that dollar and a quarter. It just helps to go with the advertising. And because up until recently we have stayed in Floyd, uh, trying to stay more local because that's the area I understood, there's just not that many businesses to advertise in Floyd. We're small business friendly. Uh, I will give away space to a new new business to say, "Welcome to the community. This is what you offer. Uh, let let let's give this 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 couple or these people who are independent business owners a chance because that's America, right? You know, uh, I I think we think we forget our our younger people think that this what I call homogenized shopping at every freeway intersection. Is American shopping? Is American uh, manufactured good? None of it. None of it is who we were fifty years ago. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, going downtown to JL Hudson's to actually sit in front of the on the sidewalk in the cold in Detroit to watch JL Hudson's parade and go into department stores and see the big displays and moms with their kids. It was none of this online. Everybody is detached from one another. Yeah. And I, I don't agree with it. I think it's how we get into social problems Definitely. in our communities. Yeah. I crave human connection and interaction. And, you know, when they, when they were trying to strip us and put us in masks and tell us to stay home, you know, that does something to my heart and it does something to my, you know, my business too. Like I got to be with people. Why don't we use the brains we were given? And the experience we have learned in a lifetime. Did it make any sense at all from the beginning to mask people like that? No. It did not. Yeah. Everything. I have not been. I will not be. Yeah. 
and I won't wear a mask. Yep. Me too. And if 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 you think that I have to have those things, then I don't have to deal with you. Yep. That's my choice. That's your choice. Yep. I think that we go along too easily. We give up who we are. If you remember, do you know who Rousseau is? Uh. He was a philosopher, I think the late 1700s, you know, like Hobbes and Locke and all those people. Yeah. And he had a social contract with people. And, and a lot of people thought, well, maybe this could be a good deal, that independent people would give up their liberty for gov- government security to take care of them. The government would decide what they could have and what they couldn't. And all they had to do was go along with the will of the people. The idea was small groups of small areas, small direct government, everybody voted. And if you didn't go along with the good of the people, which was, you know, what, which was logical, which was, you know, made sense, then you could be made free. And made free was handcuffed or sent somewhere away to a jail. Well, that's what's happening in America. And they don't today, people don't realize it. And that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This is what. Democracy is. Yeah. This is what it means to be an American. And this is what uh, liberty is. And the contract with the American people is we the people are the government. It is not that the government takes care of us. Yeah. And it might be nice to think that, well, somebody, or easier to think that somebody's going to get a house or somebody's going to get food. But what did we give up for that person, to, for that to happen? We gave up our liberty, our right to free thinking. The contract with America and America's government is not that the government does it for you. It's that you are the government. And you're, our Constitution tells us it's our duty to keep the government in line. Yeah, And that's what I tell people in the paper. I do it with definition. I do it with explanation. I do it with writing articles. I ha- other people write articles for us. I want to inform people about who we really are. Yeah. We are not. And the- who are, and the, every, I mean, we're losing that. We're losing it. So it's like, you know, you're trying to put perspective on it and wake people up, it seems like. You know, wake up or you're going to be put in a spot where you don't want to be. I want people to remember. Yeah. People. You know, a, a lot of our readers are, you know, they're mature people, yeah. okay? They have grandchildren. They have children. I'll give you an example how out of touch our children are. Would you believe that young people don't know who Lassie is? That's wild. And I can prove it. I own a collie. And when I take that collie places, young kids go, and even their parents go, what kind of a dog is that? Wow. Oh, it's a Lassie dog. And I purposely say that. That's a Lassie dog. <laughs> who is Lassie? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, and, and I'm not to say that you, not to promote the Lassie show, right. but to say there was a simpler time in America yeah. when we, we didn't watch things that were made up. I love the Mandalorian, yeah. but I love Lassie better. Right. <laughs> you know, because Lassie's real. Right. It's we true. need to be real. We it's need true. to stop doing homogenized shopping yeah. and, and listening to people spin News. I remember in Detroit, in, in St. Louis, there was a guy named Julius Hunter, and I really liked his show. He was an African American gentleman, and I believe he was on Channel Four, but I can't remember for sure. And he was my favorite newscaster because he told me the news. He opened my eyes and gave me a different perspective about what was happening in St. Louis, yeah, uh, in in North County and South County. And if you know anything about St. Louis, that's like night and day, right? Okay, 
And one day, I was listening to his show, and he was telling me what to think. Oh, wow. He was spinning the news, and it was the first time I, re- I, I realized that this was a man who no longer wanted to inform me about facts. He wanted to tell me what to think about them. Wow. I'm going to tell you what history says. I'm going to tell you what the dictionary says or social thinking is or how we got to the places uh, about uh, natural rights and, and where these concepts come from. Yeah. And then I'm going to let you decide what you think about them. Right. You're not putting your opinions in here. You're just outlying the facts. Oh, I do write editorial. I gotcha, do. Gotcha. Uh, I do. But, gotcha. but I also, like, there's something in the, in the paper that's coming out. There, it, people are going to think I'm crazy. 2,000 words. Half of it's definition. But it's definition that explains to you, <laughs> it explains to you the difference between the contract that America has with its government and the contract that the people have with socialist governments. Mm-hmm. And the difference is the socialist government will take care of you, but you have to give up your liberty and your independent thinking. And if you don't go along with them, that you're bad. That's how China is, yep. uh, is, is organized. You know, I write about CRT. What is CRT? How long has it been here? These concepts are not new. They're 1,000 years old, and we just relabel them over and over and over. And we need to know what those labels are now and how they're being used against us. Yeah. Well, tell us. Oh, my. <laughs> um, CRT, that, that's kind of a new phrase, right? Yeah. Uh, critical race theory yeah. or social-emotional learning, SEL. Right. It's communism. It's socialism. What is socialism? It goes back to Rousseau. Rousseau said, let's have uh, one government run by the people. It, Rousseau's idea was that it would be the people's government. It would be, and everybody would get to directly vote. You know, this, this thing now, everybody should have a direct vote. Yeah. And, and it'll make absolute sense that you will go along and vote for the, what the majority wants because that's going to be for the good of the community. Well, that's the tyranny of the majority. There is such a thing as a tyranny of the minority, but that's that's that you know that's harder to explain in a yeah. radio in a radio show sure. for me. Um, so these concepts go back hundreds of years, thousands of years. Look at Greece. What was Greece? It was its own kind of a democracy, and we say that was a direct democracy, right? So direct democracy is not a new idea, even for Rousseau. Right. These concepts haven't changed. We just need to see them for what they are. And because they're being thrown at us digitally, uh, not even digital, over the air. Yeah. You can't see them. Right. You know, and doesn't it sound good? Somebody's going to get a free house that didn't have a house. And somebody's going to get groceries. And I want kids to have groceries. And There should be no kid hungry in this country. No, nobody without medicine in this country. But socialism is not how we get there because yeah. never has socialism ever worked. Yeah. You know, uh, I, my stepfather comes from China. My sisters are half Chinese. I know none of them who want to go back. Right. They all left. My, my, my stepfather's family was so, so determined that he wouldn't grow up in China. He came here on a boat by himself wow. when he was a young boy. And then the depression happened and, uh, you know, the 20s and the 30s. And his dad, who was already here, 
could not afford to keep him here and sent him back to China. Oh, wow. That was an expensive, hard thing to do on a boat, yeah. right? Okay. They had to get him out of China. They had to get him to, to Hong Kong. They had to keep him there until he could get all of his, as we would say, ducks in a row. You know, get the money, get the food, get everything he needed to yeah. get on this boat and come to America. They did it twice. Wow. So that he could come, he could, he could live here. And when he got here, his dad had died. And he was raised for a few years going to high school by that time he was a little older uh, in Kalamazoo by a Christian family there. And he turned around and he joined the American military and the army. And we recently just found out uh, the military honored the Chinese veterans and he won a Purple Heart. Wow. We never knew that. We never knew he fought with, uh, um, oh, uh, who Who's the guy who fought Rommel? I can't remember. Is it Patton? Patton's wow. tanks. Wow. This was a Chinese-American man who at that time was not a citizen. Wow. Just like our own, uh, 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 oh, our lieutenant governor. I lost her name off the top of my right. head. Right, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Winston Sears. Yeah. And she, she wasn't a citizen when she did that. Right. People all over the world want to have, we have what we have. Yeah. That's why they come here. That's, you know, and that's good. And those are the kinds of things I want to talk about in my paper. Yeah, I think that's awesome and compelling. And, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for our relationship moving forward. I appreciate, like, we connected because we were following Marie around, Marie March. You know, I think we met in Richmond and really kind of connected. Well, we had point. met before that. Okay. Uh, we, we had But met. we really connected there. That's, right, yeah. right. Marie told me uh, about the podcast, and yeah. then I think I met you at the barn yeah. one time, and then I met you when we went to Richmond. Right. And uh, I, th I think what you do is what I, I do with the paper. Yeah. I, I want people to understand who we are and how we connect and, and to hear our own voices and not the voices of other people. If I could say anything about my paper, I want it to be your voice and – his voice yeah. and and not the voice of somebody telling me and telling us what to think. Yeah, I like it. Well, I just uh, I'm excited for the future between us. I mean, you got an article here about my podcast. I really appreciate that. I think we can bounce a lot of ideas off each other. I think we can contribute uh, to each other in a big way. Um, I'm excited to to connect with you, go deeper with you, have you back on to talk about just individual stories that are compelling you around Floyd and the New River Valley. And um, so we're expanding outside of Floyd. Gotcha. And we we want to go. Well, we want to what whatever you know. If you talk to people in Floyd, there are many people in Floyd who do not consider themselves part of the New River Valley right. because they're up on the the edges of the valley. Yeah, that's true. You know. But I try to tell people, I've written several articles, that what happens in the New River Valley in this area concerns people in Floyd. Yeah. We don't live in a vacuum. Yeah. And uh, our economics, our tourism is important to Floyd, to our small businesses. Uh, what happens in Carroll County is important to Floyd, uh, definitely what happens in Richmond. Yeah. So even though I call myself or call the paper the Floyd Beacon, uh, it, it – it had to have a name. Sure. <laughs> and, it, and, you know. and it originates from a person in Floyd. You right. Know? And uh, it origination, you know, it's a great name. I love it. I love yeah. It. And, and you'll see that what we have there is the <clears throat> Buffalo Mountain draped in a flag. Yep. And the Beacon of Liberty, just like they would, Paul Revere would have carried. That's awesome. 
And and am I a colonial person? Yeah, I am. <laughs> so you so you how many papers are you you think you're circulating right now? Oh, we print a thousand every two weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, we do not sell all those thousand. Yeah. Uh, we have a, most of a lot of our papers. About half are mailed uh, to different subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think we mail. Somewhere between two and three hundred papers. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I probably uh, have at the end of the month or the end of the two weeks. Uh, we pick up what we don't sell. Obviously, we probably have several hundred papers that we pick up from the different distributors, yeah, different locations. But uh, every month, that's a little less. Every every week, we get a few more subscribers to our website, uh, which is what we're hoping really takes off. There, we have a blog there if you want to. Uh, uh, talk about any of the stories. Yeah. Uh, if you're a subscriber, then you can go back and read every issue of the paper uh, yeah. that we have. Uh, I have a lady. Her name is Teresa Martin. You might know Teresa. Uh, Sounds familiar. Yeah, she she works with Marie. Uh, she does the New River Homegrown. Yes. She works, yes. yes okay. Yes. Uh, she also does the Replenish Fest, uh, some other things like that. Uh, she's a fabulous lady who works hard for my webpage, and we are really hoping to have more people subscribe to it. You just go to the floydbeacon.com and you can subscribe either to the uh, the physical paper to be mailed to you or the webpage. Right. Um, I'm having a good time with it, only not because of the work. It keeps me busy, yeah. but uh, because I, I want people to realize who they are. Ooh, where we like come it. from. I like it. That's important. Not where, not where somebody else wants us to go yeah. or they think we need to go because isn't that for the betterment of someone? Yeah. We, people need to be independent. People need to work. Yeah. To, have, to have a feeling of self-worth, yeah. you have to work. Yeah. You know. This is a great, I, I just, I got to keep coming back to like this, you know, even if it don't make a profit, it's a, it's a purpose. You know, there's a purpose behind what you're doing here, and I love that that's your purpose. Right. You know? I talked to Mike Williams, uh, the, the Pulaski Patriot, and he says, Kelly, it's not quite a newspaper. It's more like a magazine. And it, it is. It has stuff about Floyd in it, and we're starting to uh, reach out into Montgomery County to your school board. That's been a fun thing. Right. Oh, man, I'm going to have Alicia on. I've just I booked her. Like We're talking uh, about coming on, and hopefully as soon as possible because all the heat that's on – on that right now. She's been on every Fox oh, show yeah. there. Yeah. Me. I talk about instant fame. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have have somebody know what we do. Because I, I we don't do it because of Floyd. We do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It, the, the, the right. I'm not afraid to say God in my paper. Yeah. I'm not afraid to, to uh, call out the board of supervisors, not because I think the board of supervisors are rotten people, but because I don't think that they're doing, I think the community needs to know what is happening. Yep. Uh, for example, in Florida, there's a big water problem in Florida. They have like five wells, six wells, and only one of them's working. Wow. So we're going to expand a community. No, you yeah. know, that's not how you build a community. You, you know, and, and I think these are things that the people in Floyd need to know. If you're going to build new houses and have new businesses, that's really well and good. I'm all for that, yeah. right? But let's make sure we have the infrastructure in Florida that's going to support that sure. and the ability to build that infrastructure. Where is that money going to come from? Yeah. You know, um, 
it, it isn't that I think the, the Board of Supervisors or the town council has done a bad job. It's I think there needs to be some light shed on what they are doing yeah. and what needs to be done. Sure. So uh, I think the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to start asking for sponsors. Yeah. I have to ask for sponsors. To, yep. to be very honest about the cost of this paper, yep. it's cost my husband and I $10,000 plus what it brings in yeah. to, to print that paper because printing ink So you're in the red, you're in the red 10 grand versus the revenue that comes in and yeah, already we spent. Should, right. It, 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 and, and that's because ink and paper and mailing – uh, it cost me like 80 cents to mail every one of those papers. We ch we charge $45 or $49 a year to uh, for a year-long subscription of it. So yeah. you can see it – you know, they say freedom isn't free. Conservative journalism, free journalism isn't free. No doubt. And it, it just kind of breaks my heart, well, old granny saying. I'll tell you on the air, I'm definitely interested in, in a, some sort of sponsorship, some sort of – some sort of trade where, um, you know, you get something for value and I get something for value. Let's just keep talking about how we can partner with that. Right. I have some people who I think you would find interesting to have on. Lee yeah. Houston yeah. Is, is is one of them. Uh, I, I would have, I was going to suggest Alicia, but Alicia did that all for herself right. this past yeah. week. Uh, uh a guy named uh, Vernon Dalton. He's a pastor of one of the rock churches up there. Mm. Uh, has has a lot of good things to say. Um, I, people need to know that we need to not be afraid of each other. Yeah. Understand each other. For sure. Yeah. I like it. And we do that by our own with our own voices, not with someone else's. I agree. All right. So I'm just going to, I think that's a good stopping point for our first show, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think you guys need to go pick up the Floyd Beacon. Um, last place I seen it was down at Reiner Food Store. Um, it, it's at both stores in Reiner, yep. and uh, it's where is it at? How other? It's at the the Schoolhouse Fabrics. It's at the Express Mart. It's at the Willis Mart. It's in Dugspur. Nice. It's out in Salem. Nice. Uh, so you can pick it up in, at at different places. Yep. And then always, uh, you know, if you need um, quick access. Hit them on the website. What's the website? TheFloydBeacon.com. Nice. FloydBeacon.com. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it right there. Very interesting. Thank you for being on. Um, more to come. More to come with you, I think. So um, we need subscribers. You know, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. You know, find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, Beacon needs subscribers. Yep. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, kind of cross promote each other and hopefully my fans become your fans and your fans become my fans. And oh. I appreciate you putting, I appreciate you putting me in the paper here. So maybe the, uh, others can find me that aren't necessarily on YouTube a lot or not necessarily listening to podcasts a lot, knowing that you've come on, maybe they want to come and hear your story, which is an awesome story. So oh, thank I, you. I, I don't know. I've been so nervous. <laughs> yeah, hey, you've done, you've done great. You didn't come off nervous at all. I so. feel like Taddy Cathy here. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. I need people. I need people a little longer winded. You know, I need people that carries the conversation, carries the story. And you have you have great stories. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Talk to you guys next time.